Corbin vs. the World was recorded in front of a live studio audience. The character of Corbin is a work of fiction and is meant to represent your hopes, dreams, and your fears, and bears no resemblance to the real Corbin, who actually hates music. This show was produced without oversight or approval from the FCC and listening to it is probably a crime where you live. Losing a dog, however, is not a crime. While irresponsible and negligent, it's not actually criminal, so please stop calling the police. Bail money comes out of our budget. All interviews, jokes, and statements are a figment of your imagination. No one was harmed in the making of this show, except our producer, Chris, who has not been seen since he asked some friendly community members on a street corner with red bandanas about the dog. Corbin would like to thank you for listening and encourages you to send him money because he needs to plan for the future. This career in radio isn't working out like he hoped it would. He'll pay you back eventually, he, swears. Anyone who takes offense to any of the content on this show is politely invited to send their hate mail to joshhutchersonsucks at gmail.com. Now sit back, pour yourself a cool beverage, and enjoy the ride. Loudspeaker Studios. And welcome to another edition of Corbin versus the World, the cold glass of milk you slam down to kill the burn of another spicy week. I am your hero and milkman, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our third week of March 2022. What a delightful time for you and for me as well. The weather is bright and shiny for the first time in forever. I love it. Baseball is back. More on that later. I'm wearing a new comfy sweater. Feels fantastic. And I think I saw a butterfly this morning. And also, the Arcade Fire is teasing new music. Good shit all around. Wonderful time. A wonderful day for so many reasons. In case you're wondering, yes, I was able to get the dog back and was in fact not stabbed weirdest thing in the world so i go downtown old town as per the address and obviously i'm super nervous because i figure i'm gonna get jumped at any second by weird luchadors and there's no one there no one around and then i just see muku he's just tied around the fire hydrant just like leash around just like right there no one else around so i grabbed him nobody shot me it was awesome. So since I'm safe, I just want to say that tying up a dog in broad daylight in public like that, super irresponsible, bad form, weird kidnapping people. Anyone could have done anything to him right there. And then it would have been my ass for real, actually. But anyway, he was right there. No problems. And he was very happy to see me. He only bit at me like twice on the way back and only one of them broke the skin, which was cool. Put some antiseptic on it. I'm fine. And when my boss got back to collect him, he was so happy. Kind of like weirdly happy, but that's okay. He was really happy to see him. It didn't seem like he was very interested in any of the details. So hooray for Corbin yet again. I win. Wonderful time to be me. And to answer your next question, no, I am not worried 
nor anxious at all about the fact that the dog was just waiting there for me to find it, especially after he inexplicably goes missing for three weeks with no word, and he was apparently in the custody of some shadowy organization that leaves cryptic tapes outside my door, like they know me somehow, and they dropped him off in the middle of a crowded urban area for me to find him and take with absolutely no strings attached, no one there, so no, sir, not worried about that. One bitsy poo, no lost sleep over here, not a care in the world over here. I'm skipping through the flowers, not worried no anxiety, nothing at all. I swear. My boss is happy and he can go back to ignoring me for another year. And that's all that matters. And hey, switching gears, daylight savings solstice is over, which is great. Or maybe it's begun. I can't really keep track of this shit. But it does mean we can finally get one more hour of government approved sunlight, which is awesome. I'm so glad that we spent all this time saving up our daylight like responsible people. So that way we can have more for later. That is really thinking green. When I was growing up, I did think that daylight savings time actually meant that there was a finite amount of daylight that we were running out of which could happen one day, uh, which was just something else I could add to my expert Pokemon trainer-like collection of existential fears about the world. But that is something I believed for the longest time. And so as I've aged into irresponsible adulthood, I prefer to just maintain that mindset that daylight is a precious, beautiful thing to treasure. And we should like it, not just because it's the name of one of Matt and Kim's only good songs. So we are going to open up today's show with a collection of sunshiny, bright and cheery alternative pop songs that I bet you are going to just love. And if you don't, sit tight because we'll have some angsty shit for you later on. This is Flock of Dimes, Pure Love.
to Corbin versus the world. I am your host with the most Corbin David Albaugh. You just got done hearing Pure Love by Flock of Dimes. That's a solo project of Jen Wasner, who plays in the duo Y Oak, which you oldie indie kids will definitely recognize. One of my favorite songs of the year currently. It's powerful. It's emotional. It's got a drum machine. It's coming to a prom slow dance near you. It's pure love. Very good. Next, we had No More Virgos, sung by C-Matt. That's C-M-A-T, all capitalization, out of the UK. More capital letters there. No More Virgos, which is great news for me because I'm a Capricorn. But, um, yeah. Uh, Not to suggest that I could actually make things work with C-Matt. I can't really do long-distance relationships, especially across an ocean. I am not perfect contrary to popular belief and finally to that point 
Last song was called Imperfect by Kate Nash. I'm just stringing them together here out of the UK. And I beg to disagree with the song title. I think the song is pretty perfect. And fun fact, Kate Nash is also in the show Glow. Yet another show that Netflix unfortunately smothered in their crib far too early. But Imperfect. Great song. Good for singing into your hairbrush as a morning routine. Not that I would know personally. So let's talk fun entertainment things. Grimes and Elon Musk had another kid, which is cool. Grimes recently gave an interview with Vanity Fair, or I think it was at one of those fancy pants magazines, in which she revealed that her and Elon have apparently welcomed another kid into the universe during this time of universal strife through the use of a surrogate. And I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere. Not going to go there. They named that new child... um, <clears throat> Exa Dark Sidrael Musk, and I think I'm pronouncing that right. That might be a Magic the Gathering character, which together with XA12 or IE or whatever the hell was the first one's name, that does officially make them, for the record, the Moon Unit and Dweezil Zappa of our generation. So we do have that in common with our parents and grandparents now, which is really awesome. We have that to bond over. You've got Exodark Sidrael, you have XAE12, and if they really want to earn my undying love and respect, Grimes and Elon Musk, if they have another kid, by the comic rule of thirds, it is so important to me that this third child get the most basic name humanly possible. Like they're introducing them at the next family get together on like Jupiter or whatever. And they're like, this is XAE12. Say hello. This is Exodark Sidrael. And this is Trent. And in that scenario, Trent would absolutely be the one to grow up to be a supervillain because we know that at least one of those kids, they've got two now, so that doubles their statistical probability, is going to become a supervillain. Full-on goofy costume, aiming meteors at the world, resurrecting dinosaurs and making them talk and shoot lasers, Russian attack butler, supervillain. Because what else are you supposed to do when your dad is rich enough to have his own satellites and your mom is literally... Grimes. Like, I rewatched Kick Ass last week, and this is exactly how you get Red Mist without, like, you know, Mark Strong being RPG'd out of a window, which was so cool, by the way. But I'm just saying, if the kid ends up looking at all like McLovin, they need to leave the baby in the woods. Not that I'm advocating anyone ever leave a baby in the woods, but if it's going to grow up to be a supervillain or look like McLovin, you might want to think about the woods. So best case scenario, in case the supervillain thing comes up, is that you have one child that ends up being a superhero to fight the one who's become a supervillain. And I think that would be a great screenplay to pitch to Netflix. So I'm going to work on that during the musical break. Uh, Netflix, please return my calls. My pilots are good. But for real, I'm not going to sit and dunk on Grimes for getting with Elon Musk. First of all, Homegirl made art angels, and as far as I'm concerned, she can do whatever the hell she wants after that. Date whoever you want. Fuck it. Date Mitch McConnell. Date Joe Rogan. Date Joe Jonas. Date Josh fucking piece of shit Josh Hutcherson. Fuck Josh Hutcherson. Damn right, Rico. But I'm getting carried away. Getting back to my point, we don't choose who we fall in love with. I learned that from Disney movies. And everyone's entitled to have that relationship in their life that is objectively a gigantic mistake. But if you're going to make that mistake, wouldn't you rather make that mistake with someone with enough money to buy a planet 
at least for the networking opportunities. And you can disagree with me. That is your right. But you're a liar. So no, I'm not going to eat the low hanging fruit. I'm not going to tag on Grimes. I am a man of culture. Like if you get the chance to pick your mistake relationship, wouldn't you rather it be with one of the richest people in the world versus the assistant manager at Shake Shack who's just putting in the hours until their TikTok blows up, even though it's super shitty and awkward? Plus, Elon just challenged Putin to a one on one bare knuckle fight. And that is more than I can say for some of our celebrities. Matt Damon. What are you doing for Ukraine? Matt Damon. That's what I thought. Hawking cryptocurrency in a spaceship, which, by the way, after the Martian, why would you go to space again, Matt Damon? Thanks a lot. Matt Damon. Anyway, I'm talking about a lot of things right now. Uh, While I work on my proposal to Netflix, here's another round of tunage. This is Carly Cosgrove. And the There's great Doheny. Maybe I'll slide by and then turn into some other guy who lives along the wall till it feels right. Who talks at the congregation till the end of the night. Who wants to become the center of everyone? My wine, 
I'm not doing that. Welcome back to Corbin versus the world, the shiniest treasure chest on the internet. And I am your pirate king, Corbin David Alba. You just got done hearing The Great Doheny by Carly Cosgrove, which is not, believe it or not, a single woman named Carly Cosgrove, but a trio of players out of Philadelphia, which is where the Eagles come from. The football team, not the band. Next, bottom bracket. Another trio out of Illinois this time, so a different flavor of white boy angst for you. And their song, Phantom. And finally, rounding us out, we had the big old buzzy band, Drug Church, and Million Miles of Fun, which, I'm going to be real, that sounds like a lot. I could do maybe 5,000 miles of fun, but I would be really fucking exhausted after that. Like maybe 5,000 miles of fun, a nap, a brunch at IHOP, coffee somewhere, and then maybe another 5,000 miles of fun as long as there's water and a bathroom nearby. That would be my version of the song. Anyway, I'm back and I'm glad to welcome you for another round of tunes and good news from me, your happy good time host with no cares or worries at all in the world over here. Okay, Rico, that was not funny. That was not funny. Do not do that. Again, bad robot. Bad robot. Ha ha ha. Okay, that's a new one. Anyway, I am thrilled that baseball is back. Hey, I mentioned that earlier. It is the first major piece of good news that I feel like I've gotten since the new year. 
And in case you had more important things going on in your life, which I imagine describes most of you, I'm just going to fill you in on the drama that I have had to experience and you might not be aware of because there was the potential that we would have not had a baseball season this year, which would have been absolutely tragic for your best friend and hero here. Now, I could go into all the reasons and wherefores and how what's and whatnots, but that would be exhausting and only interesting to nobody. So I'm going to sum it up this way as best I can, just so you understand. The baseball players and the owners of their teams got into a big old rowdy dow about money and like 10,000 other things. And they had a whole bunch of really passive aggressive meetings. They threatened that the whole season would get canceled like it did that one time in the 90s, which everyone agreed sucked. And for a while, it was looking pretty serious because none of the meetings were going really well. And they kept saying that they were far apart on a lot of things. And then some people in the government were like, hey, why do we let owners have a monopoly of a whole sport? Maybe we should get involved somehow. And the very next day, the owners and the players were like, hey guys, everything's chill. We ate pizza and played some skee-ball together and played some get-to-know-you games blindfolded. And now we like each other again. So everything's fine. Government doesn't need to get involved. Play ball and stuff. That's the short, short, non-exhausting version of the whole thing. And I promise going into any more detail would be coma nap inducing. But the important part is baseball is back baby. And I am elated. And that's one of the main reasons that sports is so great. It can automatically improve the quality of your day when things go on in it that you had no actual involvement or interaction with at all. At no point did I engage in negotiations with the owners or the players union. There was never a point where I had to make formal concessions or proposals. But damn it, if I did not do a little Irish jig of joy when they read that a deal had been struck and I didn't care at all that I nearly caused a car accident from the people that swerved to avoid me. Not a problem. I am not insurance wise liable. Not one bit. Don't care because baseball is Back. And baseball is the greatest of the big sports in America. Football, basketball, hockey, sumo, League of Legends, they all pale in comparison to baseball. It's the greatest sport to experience live because it only requires a fraction of your attention at any given time. You take your eyes away from a football game, you might miss an interception or a touchdown or one player literally getting their head ripped off their body. Or in basketball, you might miss a killer dunk or a crazy play. And in general, you can passively enjoy a baseball game in the same way that you experience a window screensaver from the 90s. You just take it in and it doesn't ask anything of you other than to be there and enjoy it. And it's a lot like life, isn't it? Baseball is like life in baseball, whether you're watching or playing, you just spend a majority of your time waiting for something to happen. And most of the time something happens it doesn't involve you in any way whatsoever. You're just watching. But when it finally does involve you, it is the most important thing in the world. And sometimes you strike out, sometimes you foul it off, and sometimes you hit a home run. But each time, it matters. But most of the time, you're just waiting around with your thumb up your ass. And that's why baseball is like life. It's like jazz. So yeah. I'm thrilled that I have another summer to look forward to where I surrender my ego to a bunch of rednecks and guys from the Dominican Republic who have never even heard of me as they hit balls and throw strikes and catch stuff. It's going to be great. And if you got a problem with that, then I hope you have an equivalent source of joy in your life. That is my positive thought to you. Here's more tunes. This is the song Basic by the group Just Friends, which 
coincidentally, has as many band members as your average baseball team. I feel like shit. I'm not trying to curse, but that's my lip. And let's take another trip. I rock out and I feel alright. I party from the day to the night. I walk away from any kind of fight because I love to live my life. Three L's that you got to stand by. Life, love, to live is just fine. Put a smile on your face, it's alright. We got to have a good time. I don't live to see tomorrow I realize that my time is borrowed But today I'ma live my life And I'ma spit another rhyme Let's go
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World, bringing you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I am still your hero, feeling very comfortable, Corbin David Albaugh. You just got done hearing Basic by the group Just Friends, along with Lil B and Hobo Johnson, which already qualifies that song for a gold medal for meme songs of 2022 and possibly the decade. I know it's an early contender, but I like its odds. Just Friends is a fun, funky group out of California. There's like 20 people in the band. I'm pretty sure most of them play instruments. They have a new album out called Hella. Fun word. Check it out. Next, we had Amber Mark and her song Foreign Things off her extremely good, good debut LP called Three Dimensions Deep. Gave that bad boy a spin last week and very much enjoyed it, so you should do the same thing. And finally, we had the song Bell Ringer by the artist Lingua Franqua, with a Q, featuring Jeff Rosenstock of Bomb the Music Industry fame, and also just the fame of being Jeff Rosenstock in general. But Lingua Franqua, also very interesting artist in her own right, spoken word artist, hip-hop artist, recently turned politician recently ran and won in a state election. So we got some great forward motion happening with musical art and also political art. So that's cool. We are just wrapping out today's show. Once again, counting my blessings that no shadowy people have burst through my door to uh, arrest me for any particular reason. Big thanks for you tuning in. If you dig on the show, please tell your friends, family, strangers on the street, on the bus, uh, your Uber driver, what a wonderful show this is. And to tune in, trying to spread joy and good tunage to as many people as possible. Check out my social media at Corbin versus the world. If you dug on any of the songs, but can't quite remember the name of them, check out our show notes at loudspeaker.org. That's .org, not FM anymore, because we have upscaled, which is really exciting. In closing, in honor of baseball being back, I wanted to play a baseball-related song. I was thinking about playing Centerfield by John Fogarty, but I don't fucking hate you. I love you, and that's why we're going to play something a bit more contemporary and a bit more warm. This is Faye Webster, A Dream with a Baseball Player. Music video for it is very entertaining. Faye Webster is carrying around a fiery baseball bat, which I assume is her Mortal Kombat weapon. It's got a cameo from Ronald Acuna Jr., who, in case you don't know, he's a really good baseball player for the Atlanta Braves, who won the World Series. You fucking nerd. And of course, the song is fantastic. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed the show. I will see you nerds next week. My name is Corbin David Albaugh, your hero, signing off. Appreciate you.
to look up the actual name of the fucking kid i was really hoping that it would be something that would roll off the tongue a lot easier god damn it exit sid rael exit dark sid rael musk musk is the real cell in all of this but also the nickname they've given her is why mm-hmm. yeah. the y intercept This has been a production of Loudspeaker Networks. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.fm.